Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 120. I am your host, <clears throat> Teej Butler, sitting next to me as always. Big Dill. Dill, how you doing tonight? After, oh man, yeah, after this game, I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, a big lightning win today. A little game three win on a Sunday. Yeah, I wish I could say the a same. Good F1 race. Tough loss there yesterday. Doge, how are you doing? I'm doing splendid. Good. Had a great relaxing weekend. Phenomenal weekend. Back in time for some pottage. Oh, yeah. Perfect Close time. Close it all out. Very. It's great. Uh, so this is the 2020 COVID champs episode. Remember that COVID champs. So, shouts out to one of my favorite jokes on the internet. Even though I don't really get down with it, the uh, this is the La Mickey Lakers, Mickey Mouse Lakers episode, the Mickey Mouse Chiefs episode, the Mickey Mouse Dodgers episode, and the Mickey Mouse Lightning episode. Sorry, there, Dill. But they did go back to back, so they proved that it wasn't Mickey Mouse. Chiefs weren't Mickeyed yet, though, right? Because COVID no. hadn't really shut them down. No, it's not really Mickeyed. I just like saying it. It was it's like pre Mickeyed. It was kind of yeah. They probably weren't Mickeyed. It was it was February, right? Mm-hmm. And this happened in March. Yeah, so they were fine. They're safe. <clears throat> pre Mickey. The, the regular Chiefs, the Mickey Mouse Lakers, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse Lightning, Mickey Mouse Dodgers. No, I'm kidding. Um. They're all champs. What can we say? But we're running out of champs, so we're going to have to come up with something new after this. If you have any ideas, DM us. Shoot us out for what we should do with 23 and on. We already did jersey numbers. We're doing stadiums, obviously, in the episodes, if you might have noticed. So we're running out of champs to do for each episode. So enjoy the Mickey Mouse Lakers, if you will, because there might not be many of them left. Let's move on to what we got for the show for you. First half, we're going to do a little breakdown of the Game 7s for the NBA uh, that just went on, and then we got a little Round 2 update. So we got to break those down because they're both legendary games. Um, maybe not for just the Celtics-Bucks, but it was a great game. The Heat, or not the Heat, Heat, we're not in Game 7. But the Suns, who did not bring the Heat in their Game 7 against the Mavs, was a legendary game. So we'll, we'll break that down a little bit here in the first half. Third quarter, we're bringing in a special guest, our cousin Joe. To talk a little ice time with Dill. He's been to a few games here. So we're going to talk about that in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, we're going to run through the Bengals schedule with him because he's a big Bengals guy. So we'll talk about some of our favorite games, uh, some of the primetime games, etc. Going to be a great episode. But first things first, we got to warm it up. Got to stretch it out. Got to make sure we're prepared for this pod. We got to lock it in because Cousin Joe's coming on. So we we can't be out of form here. Doge. Let's let's warm it up. What do you got for us? So, started the day off, mm-hmm. getting up nice and early to watch the uh, the Spanish Grand Prix for Formula One. A lot of a uh, lot of excitement. Not really what I expected because you think Crazy Spanish race. Grand Prix typically not a whole lot of movement. It's going to be someone in the front row, <clears> and <throat> and that's that. And yep. if you're not, then you're not really going to be contending. Um, it turned out that necessarily wasn't the case. Uh, although it was a battle between Verstappen and Leclerc to start. Mm-hmm. Had Lewis spin off with a Magnuson collision on lap one. Bummer. But um, Leclerc looked like he was going to run away with the race after a little while because Max also went off in the same corner uh, a little bit later on. But um, tricky, just out of nowhere. All day. Out of nowhere, 
Charles Leclerc's Ferrari loses power. He has to go and pit. He retires from the race. This really opened it up for the Red Bulls, who were battling George Russell back and forth the entire time. George making it real tough to pass. He did a great job. But it just the the pace of the Red Bulls proved to be too much for them to really hold them off. Yeah. Um, Checo had the lead for a little while, and it didn't. You didn't really know if it was going to be a one stop, two stop. Really turned into a three stop race for everybody. <clears throat> yep. And um, it just turned out that Max was just the faster Red Bull of the two. Max Verstappen continues his streak of winning every race that he's finished this year. Yep. And Checo brings home number two for another 1-2 Red Bull finish. So they're looking hot. Great for the Red Bulls. Very good Red Bull day. Um, Very good Red Pretty good Mercedes day, dude. Great Mercedes day. Uh, George winds up finishing there in third. Gets yep. another podium for himself. Podium. Second time, right? Lewis Hamilton looked like he was going <clears> to <throat> battle it back from dropping to 19th. He made it all the way up to fourth, but Carlos Sainz was able to pass him up in the in the last several laps there to make it. Carlos Sainz in fourth, Lewis Hamilton fifth. Um, but overall, great race. We had a couple retirements with Guan Yu Zhou, Zhou Guan Yu, and... Uh, yeah. Another Ferrari engine. And Charles Leclerc. Got yeah, retired retiring for technical as well. difficulties. Yep. Mm. Um, still no Mick Schumacher points, like I was hoping. He so had 11th. He wound up in 14th Oof. at so the end of it all. Why do they? Wow. why do they keep doing this to him on the broadcast? Because every time he's getting close to the points... Mick? And, yeah, and there's like 20, 15, 20 Did laps say left. something? There was like... Mick Schumacher going for his fourth points in F1 here. This could be a great day for Mick. And then within a minute, he'll get passed. <clears throat> it's like, guys, you're doing this to him on purpose. <clears throat> like, well, don't say any- It's almost like a no-hitter thing. Like, don't say anything about it. Yep. Like, don't even bring him up if he's in the top ten. Just let him do it. Just let him do his thing. And then you can do whatever you want. It'd be a huge talking point for hours, if you yep. will. But, but tough weekend for Ferrari. What should have almost certainly been a win for him turns out to not be the case. Charles Leclerc was literally the fastest car in every session besides being able to finish the race. Free practice. One, two, three, fastest in qualifying. And he was way out ahead of everybody when he had to eventually retire. So, tough for him. But Red Bull takes the lead in the constructors. Max Verstappen takes the lead in the drivers. And Mercedes makes up some ground on Ferrari. So... Interesting. <coughs> so interesting to see uh, what will come of it. <laughs> Very interesting. But uh, looking forward to the European summer, like we brought up before. Yeah, big day for Mercedes. After I was talking a lot of down smack about them, so. But still not big enough. They still lost ground. To not the Red good Bulls. for not good for Lewis at all. Still, mm-hmm. like. Great day, going from 19th up to, to 5th, but mm-hmm. still, like, the Lewis we all know and love is up there for 2nd, 3rd. They said that he, him, Bottas, and Verstappen have had the most podiums together uh, as a unit, mm-hmm. and this is the race that they'd all done it on the most before, but obviously that did not happen this time. Max, the only one of those guys to podium. Yeah, the previous previous four years, it was the three of them. Yeah. And he had, Lewis had won this race the last five years. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's going to be a stat that's changing a lot in a lot of these courses, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, it's it's meant to be broken, obviously. 
All right, so here's <clears throat> here's the thing. Like, I was also gonna do my warm up as uh, yeah, F1. go dive in, Dill. Dive in. I, I was up, like I just said, at six a.m. <clears throat> I was ready for it. Got Locked some stuff done. Nine a.m. comes around. I'm locked in on some F1. Ready, set, and then next thing you know, boom, my guy, Hamilton. And then Magnuson is just out here just clipping tires. It was like, <clears throat> I don't know. When it I was, texted you, by the way, come oh on, my Lewis, God. I meant like, let's just go, Lewis. And then you were like, yeah, Magnuson clipped him. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Like he's Yeah. Not. Now, Lewis, I'm walking into this just knowing Lewis is just out of this race. This sucks. But it was still fun because he fought back real So hard, which was he fun. immediately, I think it was actually like lap seven by the time he like got on the radio, like talked to his... Uh, Pitt was just like, hey, like, you guys should retire this car, like, save the engine. And then they were just like, no, like, we still think you're able to get up to P8, like, stay in the race. There's no reason why you can't stay out there. And he's just like, okay. So he fought all the way back after mm-hmm. thinking that, like, the race was, like, a total wash. And he got up to fifth, got to fourth, easily passed him, but, like you said... Uh, Carlos Sainz was able to pass him again after both Mercedes were having overheating issues, having cooling issues mm-hmm. on like apparently their brakes, the engine itself, like the the power unit, and um, uh, it was just like everything was just overheating. And so like I guess before this weekend, a lot of teams decided not to like open up this other duct mm. to allow some more cooling. Like, I know Red Bull didn't do it, and I know Christian Horner talked about it after the race, was, like, talking about, like, yo, like, this is definitely something we dealt with. Like, we all dealt with it. Like, we, yeah. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where George Russell's like, it says I'm cool, it says I need to cool down, I don't understand, I'm I'm not in anybody's stream or something. And then the blah, 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 like, he had to obviously, they're like, nope, all the signals are true, like, it's not, not a fake warning, like. Right. Yeah, he was in clean air. He should have been catching plenty of air to cool the system down. He wasn't in anybody's slipstream. But uh, for whatever reason, yeah, they were still overheating. So it must have been that duct issue. Or not issue, yeah. but just decision. The lack to, of... Yeah. So they... <clears throat> Mercedes is like one of the teams that came into the weekend with like the most upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, Aston Martin was also one of them. And like there's that whole controversy whether like they copied Red Bull, right? And like after this weekend, I mean, it's... They still have a bad car. Like, Vettel's able to get something out of it. Lance Stroll just can't do anything with that car. No. Um, for Mercedes, it was a good weekend, but it's a step in the right direction. 3-4 would have been a lot better than 3-5. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as, like, okay, like, we're... It's Red Bull and us again. Top two. Like, Ferrari, <laughs> like, fell out. Um, I can't imagine being so far in first... Like, almost a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. And then you just run out of power. He could have pitted. Like, not like you crash. Not like they mess up a pit. Not like there's debris and then you run over something your car. Like, you just, your car just dies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, <clears throat> I don't know. That would just suck, man. I really feel deflating. After being really good Carol. all weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> but the one part where Russell was able to like hold off, um, I think it was Verstappen and mm-hmm. then Perez. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Perez for a while, and then it was Verstappen, and then Perez was like, "Hey, let me like, you know, get back in there." Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, oh, hold on." Like, 
It was interesting <laughs> with them, too, because like, he's in the middle of his contracts. So I don't know. It was a really good race. There were a lot of things going on with it. A lot of drama. Fun. Yeah, it was a good Early one. in the morning. Yep. So, I think now that they are done porpoising as Mercedes, they can start building from here, I'm hoping. It's like, okay. We have a car we can actually, like, race now. Like, here we go. But. Hopefully. They we'll still, like, see. again, they got lucky today. Like, someone broke down. And yeah, wasn't I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't, like a, it wasn't like a straight-up thing. But also, if Hamilton didn't get hit the first time, too. He would have been able to have two cars up there trying to defend with the Red Bulls versus, like, Russell on his own. You know what I mean? Like, there's sure. a huge difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's not like the guy who seems to always crash, Nicholas Latifi, crashed in, like, 17th and that changed the race. It was the guy in first. Yeah. So, like, that's definitely, <clears throat> like, well in first. Yeah. Um, he actually so. had a decent race. He did better than... Uh, Latifi? Yeah, the other Good for him. What, Albon, right? He did better than Albon, yeah. which is, I think, the first, first. time this year. So. There you go. Well, Latifi barely finishes any races. Right. He's so. big-time accident guy. I feel like, at least in my... Every time I watch, mm-hmm. he's the one getting hit or falling or something. That is the reputation he's built for himself. <clears throat> he might be like a mid, uh, mid-season kick-out, apparently. I didn't know that he's, was a thing. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know either, but he's fighting for it. I mean, I would say that makes sense. There was some other guy they mentioned. Just buy him out his contract. I love it. They probably just demoted. Yeah, they might do that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? Could be. All right, we'll I'll go quick for my warm here since we got a good F1 warm up there, which I thoroughly enjoy. The tires are warmed up, man. Oh, yeah. We're on some nice softs. We're ready to run. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow is just the man. Like, Not that we didn't know that, but him on the Full Send podcast just had some awesome quotes, awesome moments. He's, like, got things where he's, like, they're, like, oh, Joe, like, you don't really like to party that much. Like, we saw you in Scottsdale, and you were, like, locked in. Like, you were drinking water. Like, everybody else around you's partying. Like, what's up with that? And he's, like, yeah, these days I just don't really like to get out much. Like, he's some old man. Like, he's, like, not really that old. So, like, these days, like, he's, like, I don't know. I just really enjoy that he's all about football. All he wants to do is get better, uh, learn from his mistakes, um, he obviously, I like, I really like his perspective on a lot of things. He's got a lot of respect for a lot of the guys. Like, he he's not going to get God on a tricky like question too. Like, he has a lot of well thought out answers. It seems like, for the most part, even for questions that he might have been surprised by. Like, he had stuff ready for it. So, um, I don't know. He just seems like the absolute really cool dude. You can tell he works hard and like loves to play football and just wants to win. And that's all you can really ask for in your quarterback. And like the fact that he's like doing. Stuff like this and giving you this much access is something we've never had before in the Bengals. Like, so it's really like I, that's something I'm really enjoying. Is like we get to know our players even more than we did. Like, we kind of knew who Andy Dalton was, but we didn't know what he thought of. Like, for example, like Joe Burrow answered like what he thought about ba- the Baker Mayfield situation. Like, that's an interesting perspective to hear about from our quarterback. Like, hey, our quarterback's been hurt for a couple years. Like, he's played well. Now he's like know getting shut out but also he gives Deshaun props like Deshaun is really good so it's like I don't know you didn't know what Andy Dalton would have thought about that because he wouldn't have answered any of those questions and he wouldn't have been doing something like that so I just appreciate Joe giving us access into his life his mindset and now that we have access to that lifestyle mindset I love him even more because it just matches what you want in your franchise quarterback so um I don't know really enjoyed it if you haven't checked it out and you're a Bengals fan 
Uh, it's called the Full Send Podcast. I'm not, you know, no free ads, but those guys did a great job. So did it at Jeff Ruby's too, which is pretty cool. Shouts out to Jeff there. Um, Steak Burrow, always gotta, always gotta get that. So let's move on here to our fresh first. Although some of this not as fresh, but we still gotta talk about it because it's so important. We got some game sevens to talk about. Then we're gonna update on the round three conference finals series here. So um, <clears throat> let's get into those. First off. Celtics beat the Bucks 108-81 in Game 7. Grant Williams turning into his Ray Allen for a day. 7 of 18 from 3. Um, you know, not the greatest game from Giannis. It wasn't a terrible game, but not the greatest Giannis game. You know, obviously you can't expect greatness from him all the time. Um, Bucks just missed a bunch of shots. Celtics hit a bunch of shots. Obviously Grant Williams, I mean, that's a crazy game from him. Career high in any performance. Um at least the NBA level. So, great game from him. Tatum was big. Um, I don't know. Awesome game seven. I was glad to take down the champs um, moving on here against the Heat. So, what do you guys think of game seven? Or what were your thoughts, Dosh? It was a great, you know, great performance by the Celtics, showing composure and being able to come out and win a, a big game. Um, you had some role play guys really step up. Like yeah, you Pritchard mentioned, Great Williams, too. but also Peyton Pritchard, yes. Yeah. Um, huge games for them. So, I mean, to have those guys is really important making a title run, to have those guys step up on a big stage. Yep. So they looked really great. Um, it was definitely a very physical series all the way through. Giannis mm-hmm. played his heart out. Obviously, he would have liked to have Chris Middleton <laughs> there with him. But no, no. Um, I mean, that changes the whole series. You, for you, sure. play with, you play with what you have, you know. Correct. Celtics were very beat up as well. So yeah. um, it was a good job of them finishing it out, and they did it in uh, – pretty dramatic fashion, beating them up pretty bad. In no way am I saying Giannis is the reason I, they lost when I'm saying this, so don't take it as that. But that might be the most layups I've seen Giannis miss mm-hmm. in a game. Just because he's always making them, you know, or always dunking them, or yes. getting in one. So not to say that he, he – I think he had like 26 points anyway, <clears> so <throat> he still had a great game. But it seemed like there were four or five at the rim that he puts away – usually, that did not go. And that might have just been him being tired from how physical the series was and how long it was and how much he had to do because there was no Chris Middleton, and so he had to do so much more on the defensive side and offensive side. Um, I mean, he's phenomenal, incredible player, and I'm, it's tough to take somebody down like that when you're a one-man wrecking crew. And Drew Holiday was great in that series too. So um, <clears throat> just really exciting game seven, obviously. So Peyton Pritchard, like you said, that was a huge game. Mm-hmm. Dill, what did you think of Game 7? Following the Lightning in their series, that was huge. Oh I wish we were gosh. doing that in this series, my freaking God. Yeah, that was something that was absolutely wild, uh, and it was pretty cool. That yeah, that, that was going. cool. So, yeah. uh, I'm a huge Lightning fan, uh, for people who, I guess, don't know somehow. Yeah, I don't know why. If you're but, listening, you probably know that. But, uh, <laughs> TJ's, uh, obviously a big Celts guy, so, oh yeah, last round... Um, for both of our respective teams, whatever the Lightning did, the Celtics did. Yeah. All the way through um, Game 7. The only thing that was different is that you guys were home for the games and we were away. Right. So, like, we were flipped on our... So, like, that was interesting. But, overall, I mean, I feel like you guys should have beat them without Middleton. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows what happens with Middleton. It's... Totally Probably goes the series. Bucks way. I mean, I'm I'm not. You never know, but 
he's he's a real Celtic killer. Yeah. So, like you said with Giannis and the layups, I felt like there were a couple times when that happened in like key moments. Yes. Where it wasn't like a huge deficit, and then it just, you know, at the end of the day, it just blew up, and then things got out of proportion. It was like, okay, like this one's taken care of. So. Yeah. And not as, I mean, we'll get into this next one. Neither of these game sevens were like tight, close game sevens. Like, oh my gosh, this is an all time. Put it on NBA Classics tomorrow game. Like, they were good games. I mean, at least this this game was a yeah. you know good game, but it was never really. Well, you know what? The Bucks are really making a run here. Like this is gonna like it was pretty in hand for most of the time. In the other game, my God, like. Do we have any other Game 7 thoughts on the Celtics, or do you want to get into the next one? Doge, any more? No. We'll we'll talk more Celtics here for the next series. We talked a lot about that series and how just a lot of physicality, a lot of charge block action. Mm -hmm. Grant Williams, incredible in that series. Let me say that one more time. Not just that game, but the whole series. He was phenomenal. But... I mean, holy cow, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, what the hell happened? 123-90, to Game 7, at home. <clears throat> that team, I believe, uh, was 70-20 and 20 or something going into that. Or some, some, yeah, some, some number along that line. Something crazy like that. <clears throat> it was just an epic collapse. I mean, a team that we talked up mm-hmm. so much as being, you know, the team to kind of beat going into this playoffs... Um, they just weren't able to close it out. No. And they had nothing going, man. Not, not a single thing. That was one of the worst games, like, for a team that you're like, this. hey, this team is going to maybe win the championship. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen for a mm-hmm. team like that. Like, nobody had it going. Devin Booker didn't want the ball, it didn't seem like, either. No. They, they couldn't get anything. <clears throat> no. Very odd. We got 35 points from Luka in this game. A pretty pretty solid game there. Big game from all the other guys, too. And I mean, just the Mavericks shot the hell out of the ball. Mm-hmm. The Suns couldn't get anything going. No, I mean, at halftime, Luka had as many points as the entire Suns team. Yeah. Like an all-time first what quarter, not going like, seventy to twenty-seven or something, or seventy to something absurd like yeah. that. <clears throat> something along those. Lines. I mean, with by the way, too. Like not to mention, this is coming off Devin Booker making fun of Luka Doncic, like falling down, and like milk. Like seemed like to be. They said maybe milking injuries or milking his time on the ground. Like you know, trying to get calls. And he called it the Luka special. And meanwhile, every single shot, if you watch this game, every single shot Luka hits, he just has a humongous smile on his face. Like, you fucking fools. You can't guard me. I'm unstoppable. And it's, it would be, if I'm a Suns fan, it would haunt me forever. Just Luka cheesing like that for, I mean, because this is supposed to be the year, man. Like, they retooled, they fixed everything they had from last year. The Celtics just knocked out the Bucks, the team who could have beat them because they were so big. Like, you know, like the Suns had everything going for them. And they that was the come... team you had in the finals last year. Yeah, yeah. right. 
And they completely the choked it away. Yep. The halftime score was 57-27. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> but then the Mavericks came out and outscored them by 12 in the third, so they were even up by... They were up by 42 after three yeah. quarters. It I mean, looked like the Suns gave up right away. Oh, what? Let me see. If you're going to shout to me, let me see it. I can't read like that. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Got you. Stats team coming in real hot. Major performance from Devin Booker. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. He is terrible. Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, 30 points. Massive game. Mm-hmm. Mic'd up as well. It's a good catch by the stats team. Huge catch. He played really well. Very well. And had kind of underperformed for the playoffs leading up. Correct. You know, that was not the person we were talking about. We were talking about Cleaver. We were talking about Brunson, you know, being the role player guys for the Mavericks. So him coming out and filling in 30 pieces, nothing to shake a stick at. No. It's a huge, I mean, it's a huge, huge piece. Another, like, Way that this game became more demoralizing is you got you get a guy off the bench like Dinwiddie just giving it to you, and Luca's giving it to you, Kleba's giving it to you. We can't get anything going. Like I don't know, it seemed like the Suns just gave up right away. Like they're just like, ah, this sucks. It's over. Mm-hmm. Over. On to next year. DeAndre Ayton played, I think, f- seven minutes in the second half of this game. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact minutes here. I mean, he see. played, I think, less than 20. He's supposed to be one of their three best players. He played 17 total minutes. Yes, so there you go, right. Not even a quarter and a half worth of basketball. No. I mean, maybe that's why they didn't pay him. Or is it, I don't know. So, he's, that's tough. Tough look for DeAndre Ayton there. What do you think about this game seven there, Dill? Ugly. Really ugly. Like if you're a Chris Paul hater, this is one of your <clears throat> favorite games of all time. This is something where you're just like I mean, Luca, like you mentioned, was tied with the Suns. Yeah. In points. I mean, twenty seven and a half? Because they had like a really good offense. Yeah. They have good shooters. Chris Paul, like, what? Eaton's like, oh, every time I see his stat line, it's like 8 of 11 or something. Just, like, super efficient. I mean, they hadn't been, like, super awesome this year in the playoffs, but I know last year, any time they needed a bucket, just felt like Chris Paul got you one. Or Devin Booker could, could just get Campaign, one. Campaign, nowhere to be found. Just nobody had anything going. It was real tough. When your leading scorer in a game seven is Cameron Johnson off the bench with 12. Oh, 12 too. That's bad. It's not good. I mean, you're supposed to have 20-point scores when you're two best players. Yeah. Devin Booker and Chris Paul had 11 and 10, respectively. Both playing over 30 minutes. Chris Paul had 31 minutes. Devin Booker had 37 minutes. To not get more than 11 points from either of those guys. I, if mean, Devin, just... I mean, I just, I don't know. This is a huge mark, in my opinion. I know that we're like, Chris Paul, you got to be better. Like, you know, you'd expect more from him just being who he is. But in my opinion, this is a huge Devin Booker. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, where, where were you this game? Three for 14. Top four in MVP shooting or MVP voting. Like, 
one of the best players in the league all year, kind of feeling himself a little bit, you know what I mean, type guy. I mean, was really good last year in the playoffs. I mean, this is just a really poor performance for someone who we thought was ascending and becoming much better of a player. And I just, I don't know. I feel like if you're a great player, you don't have a game like this in a game seven. You might, like, not play well, but 10 points, 11 points. Mm-hmm. 11 points for him. 3 for 14 from shooting, 0 for 4 from 3. Yeah. <clears throat> and people want to say that he's like Kobe Bryant. Fuck out of here with that. Excuse me, Mr. Swagger. So, yeah, well, I just. Tough game seven for the Suns. Huge, huge, though, legacy game from Luka in the reverse way. As much as Devin Booker may have launched down everybody's top 15, top 20 list after this, DeAndre Ayton certainly did. Um, Luka Doncic has probably vaulted up a ton of people's lists if he wasn't. I mean, he was already up pretty high, but this is a huge one in his cap for legacy and big wins. I mean, he'd never gotten on the first round before this year, and now they're in the conference finals with a chance to go to the NBA finals. Um, so, really big win from Luca. Dill, any other thoughts there? Nope, nothing. Let's move on to the, the current series. Um, I don't want to touch on the boys too much, because I'm not trying to jinx things here. I'm not trying to get into it. Obviously, we're down to one. Pretty wild game three. You know, really getting down early in that game. Almost, well, very, virtually crawling all the way back to then not take the lead there. No Jimmy Butler at the end of that game. No Tyler Hero. Game you would have hoped you could have won, but the deficit was too large at the Heat build. Big, big game for Bam Adebayo. Um been back and forth in this series you know we're in boston here for game four uh really hoping we can bounce back jason tatum not a great game um he owned up to it though he said i feel like i let everybody down i gotta be better next game i'm gonna i'm going to be better next game so we're looking forward to that Jalen brown incredible game mm-hmm. first time in the shot clock era that someone has shot 100 percent on their two-point field goals in the playoffs in nba history so there's uh, got to be some other it was only qualifier for that because Chris Paul went perfect. <clears throat> yeah, but I think he shot more th- like threes or something. I don't. It was okay, weird with like, a certain amount of threes or something. Yeah, like I that. don't know. It was there's some weird qualifier on it because I thought the same thing. Yeah, because hmm. uh, Chris Paul just did it. Maybe still they, very impressive. Maybe show. they had forgotten about the recent Chris Paul. Potentially. Uh, but either way, it was like a forty point game. It was a monster game from Jalen. Tough loss, but. I would say a team like the Phoenix Suns, who is not still in the playoffs, obviously not fighting anymore, they quit and they roll over in a game like that. Because we were getting blown out in the beginning of that game. Yes. Um, And so to crawl all the way back and to really fight back, I just really shows that this team isn't going to just quit and give up in the series. So I really appreciated that, and I think that means a lot. Would I have liked to win? Absolutely. Um have I thought that we've been pretty much ahead of this team for the whole series, but we're still down in games, just like the last time we played them in the conference finals? Yes. We're turning the ball over way too much. That was an awful game in terms of turnovers for the Celtics this last game. If we don't turn it over 29 times, we'll probably win. But either way, I'm looking forward to game two. I think we're going to bounce back. Doge, what do you think about the Celtics 
in their series so far. They've only lost two quarters. Yeah. And to be down two games to one, it just shows, you know, you can have those tough quarters and still, you know, you still have to fight back. But they, they showed that they did have that fight. Although they did not come out with the game three win, they were down 26 at one point. Yeah. And they brought it to a one-point game in the fourth. Yep. To be able to do that and have that composure and and keep the mentality of, you know, we're never out of it, That that's something really impressive. You know, they were constantly what seemed like floating around the down 15, down 12 range all of the third quarter. And they still were able to fight back. So they showed a lot of promise there. It was a gladiator game. I mean, Jimmy Butler... Going out, Tyler Hero Crazy going game. out, Marcus Smart getting injured. Marcus too. Smart rolling Fall, or fouling out. Right? I mean, no, his fouled out too. Well, yeah. yeah, fouling out, but he rolled his ankle to what looked like he was. Gonna it looked out. bad. Yeah, it looked bad. He was screaming on the ground in pain. It looked like he might be out for the playoffs. Yes, like, that was like, oh damn. Yes, like that's, I, and he, you got the audio of him screaming too, which yeah. is like, oh shoot. But he runs out of the locker room, comes back in, and plays a really solid game. Yeah. Big part of their comeback. Jason Tatum goes out with what looked like some weird... I don't know if he dislocated his shoulder or something weird happened where he was in a lot of pain. It looked like he might have dislocated or I don't know what happened. Where two possessions happened where he was on the ground before the game was stopped. But um, he was able to come back and bounce back from that. So, yes. shouts to the training staff in Boston. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get Rob back. I think he's a big factor in why Bam yep. had such a big game. <clears throat> yes. So I think that... Undoubtedly. He played in the first two games, Daniel right? Tice, love him to death, minus 37 in the series when he plays. I don't think he's even played, like, 12, 15 minutes. Like, that's not ideal. Um, so maybe we get those Rob minutes back. We get health. We get fully healthy here. Um, for this next game, and we can really get going, which would be great to see. Kyle Lowry made a huge difference for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Tucker played incredible against Jason Tatum. Dill, what do you have for this uh, series so far? Any thoughts? It's been kind of going same time as your Lightning game, so it's been tough for you to catch him on, for sure. I know that's kind of why I've been, I've been catching some Lightning. Games yeah, but so Saturday, though, right? I mean... It's- Last night, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I watched the game last yeah, now night. Yeah, so now we're off. We're well, off the days. FC game was yeah, trooping. So, um, if it, man, I think this is gonna have to go to seven. It's just it. The games are so back and forth. Like yeah. who's like hot and who's not. That it's like they're gonna eventually figure it out. Hopefully, they tie it here two two for you. Um, Tatum has to play better. They aren't going to win if he's yeah. playing like that. He's got That's to. That's like a given. Yeah. Um, we just smart, missed a lot of shots too. Smart like. needs to be healthy. Um, yeah. He's listed as questionable, but I think he'll be fine. If you guys get Rob back, like you said, uh, Adebayo like, had 16 in the first two games. Yeah, he was. I, th- I mean, he got tired of like, people shitting on him. I think all over the media too. Like he knew he needed to have a big game, so he came out and had a big game. Yeah, so I think you guys uh, have a good chance game four at home. Yep. I think I think we'll even it up, and then we'll see what happens when we go back to Miami. So that's gonna be great. Um, 
Unfortunately for the Mavericks, they're down 2-0 in their series. They looked like they were going to win game two up with quite a lead, similar to this um, Celtics Heat game. I don't think the lead got as large as the Heat lead in that game. I think it was only uh, like 18 or 20 points. Not that, you know, that's yep. not a small lead, but still. I think it was 14 at half also. So, yeah, 14 and a half, not, uh, I guess Celtics were 15 at half or 17 at half. Um, but still, theirs was much larger of a lead. Um, and then the Warriors came back to win that game, so they're up 2-0. Now we're going into Dallas. We've got a game tonight, Mavericks with the Horn, uh, Hornets. Jesus, I don't know why I said the Hornets. Against the Warriors. I was thinking Curry, where he's from, Carolina there. Um... Well, who do you guys have, you know, winning this game tonight? Do you think the Mavericks are going to take one now, or is it just going to be Warriors domination? That Wiggins and Draymond they've figured out how to guard Luca, and you know, they've the Curry's just too hot for him. What do you think, Josh? Or is it just going to be Luca magic all over again? I would love to see some Luca magic. I do think, you know, this is going to be a game where we find out what the Mavericks are made of because I feel like it can really be. Mentally, just demoralizing to blow a lead like you had yeah. at Golden State, and you know you think you're maybe going to steal one, get complacent, and they come back and they they show that they're never going to go down either without a fight. So yeah. I think it's going to be a close one, um, but we're going to see what they're made of. I think I'm leaning Mavericks coming home. They're they just got fined. I mean, this is literally yeah. nothing, a hundred thousand dollars or something like that because of yeah, their bench being. Too much on the court, too involved in the they've last done, few that, games. That's happened to them multiple times this this year. I think they've racked up seven hundred fifty thousand or something. Like okay, that. so so they maybe, they're maybe it doesn't change it. anything. Right. Maybe they're just used to it and they're gonna. I think keep Mark. That same I, don't, energy. I don't think Mark Cuban minds paying for something like that. No, I think he's fine. He might even be the person that's getting in trouble for it, because like getting too close to the team and getting up. I don't know. Who knows? Possibly. He's certainly adding to the fuel. He likes to get into those games. He's a fiery guy, no doubt. But. I'll take Mavericks going back to Dallas on this one. Dill? I think the Mavs, just like the previous two series, kind of struggled games one and two, come out, end up winning the series. I don't know if they're going to end up winning the series, but I think they're going to start making it more competitive in the yep. win category. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to start here uh, before it goes, you know, goes to 3-0. So... Um, yeah, this is a he, this it's got to be it's got to be, be a lock. It's got to be a must win. It's, it's a must win, I'd say, for the Mavs if they, if they're really trying to make you know go to the NBA Finals. They have to win this game, and I think they know that. And obviously, you know, they're going to be at home for this, so their bench guys hopefully or some of their you know non Luca Brunson guys, maybe even Brunson included in that, are going to have bigger games here. Hopefully, at home, crowd behind them. You know, the Oracle Arena is a, a big, loud place to play, and that might be a little bit intimidating for some of the guys on the Mavs right now. Or, you know, it might just affect their shot, you know, one way or another. It might not, you know, really get in their head, but it can affect their their play. And so I think being at home is going to help, you know, affect that. So I think, I think I'm going to have to go with the Mavs here. It's a must win. I think we're going to have a big Luka game. I think Steph's going to have a big game tonight because he knows it's a must win, but... Um, I don't know. I just Draymond Green's like messing around with Charles Barkley on the TNT set. Like I don't know how well much they really are worried about this Mavs team. Like he's kind of like doing his own thing. So it's gonna be a heck of a heck of a series, I'm sure. Heat, 
Celtics going to be a great series. Looking forward to that game four tomorrow. So, all right, boys, let's uh let's move on to halftime here. Take a quick little break, then we'll get into our ice time with Dill and cousin Joe. So, Doge, where can we find the clubhouse specific social media stuff? We're on Facebook at the clubhouse. Clubhouse is all one word there. Yeah, yeah. Twitter and Instagram have identical handles, as you may know. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse underscore TCSN. TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network, so give us a follow. Like and subscribe and all the all the other fun things. Yeah, heck yeah. <clears throat> cool. What about the Cheap Seats Network stuff? Yeah. That TCSN, what's that? Mm-hmm. On that? Facebook. Yep. The Cheap Seats Network. Mm-hmm. Four words. On Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats for the Cheap Seats Network. But I'm doing a little uh, little hook and ladder, a little Whoa. trickery on you here. Whoa. Of course. What does TCSN stand for? Special Edition. Obviously, it's a phrase, not just a set of two words. I think it stands for the Celtics seriously need a win. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, everybody... uh, Need a win is one word. It's one word. That's been ruled uh, as accepted, so that's one word. Need a win. Celtics need a win. The, the cup starts now. Sure. Wow. Dill's pissed he didn't come up with that one. Wow. Especially we're any... about to roll into some ice time there. That's, that's a great transition, Dirk. We have any more? Over there. We're going to go the charcuterie still nails it. Okay. Nails it. Hold on. Let's go to the booth for a uh, review on that one. How's it fun? Yep, they said that's also accepted, so one word. It counts. No. After today, necessary step for the cup to start now. Yeah. Tampa clinching series next game. Which is what next game. That's awful. I'm never going to get them if they just keep going like this. I don't they have to. Hyphenated. After going up 3-0 against the best team in the NHL, again, they today here. we have to close this out at home, have all the momentum, get some rest, hopefully. Um, now that the Rangers have taken a game... Uh, against Carolina, so oh man. Anyway, TCSN definitely stands for Tampa clinching series next game. The champs stay neutral. I was gonna say something about the champs, but it's I, I'm just again <laughs> not going there. I'm just keeping it with my team. The chupa says no. Sure. 
See how this can be extended out? Anyway, I thought for the... Yeah, uh, it even harder for us to guess the fake freaking words. On, on a... Hyphens. And, yeah. Well, it saying. might make it easier to guess actual words instead of fake words or words that I a Slumping NBA Lakers is still my favorite <laughs> because they have slumped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we haven't talked about them other than them being the... Uh, Slumping NBA Lakers. No. The old, what's it called? Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah, Little Mickey. We did talk about it. We talked about Little Mickey. Yeah, that's all we've talked about. And Data Davis. Anyway. Some of my favorite nicknames. <laughs> We're going to slide right yeah, into let's, this. Let's get third. into some ice time with Cousin Joe. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give him a ring here. Bring it in. Is that My cousin, friend of the pod, friend of the show, U.S. Marine. So shouts out to the freaking boys here. Cousin Joe. Yo. What's up, man? Yo, what's up, Joe? How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I know you're driving here, but we appreciate you taking a little time out of your day to talk a little uh, playoff puck, a little bangles schedule with us here. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, <laughs> let me pass it over to uh, our, our good putty pal, Big Dill. I know he's the ice time guy. So, uh, but first, I guess, before we get into that, I've heard you've been attending a few uh, playoff games. Which ones have you been to? I went to, uh, to Game 7, Hurricanes-Boston. Wow. And then Game 1, uh, Hurricanes and Rangers. That was all last week. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Being really, uh, really close to Raleigh is super nice thing. Just hop with these Canes games. Are you a big Canes guy now? You'd say you've been to two wins for them. They, they might call you your good luck charm. Two wins, yeah. I, I like to think so. Yeah, they they won uh, both games in OT. Both games with o, OT. Wow, it was phenomenal. It was electric inside that stadium. Yeah, overtime wins have got to be super fun in the playoffs. So that's got to be awesome, especially the game seven. Yeah, absolutely, it was it was electric in there. All right, Dill, we'll uh, we'll let you get into some playoff puck here. So what do you got for for Joe? I know you guys might be uh, potential rivals here coming up next round, but what do you got here for this round of, of playoff puck? Yeah, so I guess as far as, you know, we'll just kind of go around the room. Uh, if there are any series that you guys would like to shout out or anything, we'll just kind of do like a quick rapid-fire recap of the first round now okay. that we're kind of – Halfway through the second round now, um, we can kind of you know go through this and start digesting it um, for the next round. But Joe, is there uh, you know any series last round that you know really stood out to you, um, other than maybe the uh, the Hurricanes series? I mean, I, I was looking, um, you know, I, I really pay attention to the the Rangers Penguins because that's that's really who was. Who was coming up next for us? Right. So I really just pay attention to, um, to those games. But you know, you always got to keep an eye on the, on the Lightnings. Whatever those guys are doing, you know, you, they they play some good hockey. So I liked Atlantic series. Um, but I was watching the Rangers, Rangers Penguins last last go. Yeah, that was a good series for sure. That did that go to seven too, right? I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that did go to seven. Yeah, that went to seven as well. Triple overtime game too. Yeah. Crazy game, so that was a good series too. <clears throat> um, yeah, five out of the first, uh, or five out of the eight games for the first round went to the, uh, you know, 
good old Game 7. So. I was going to say, I saw, yeah. uh, what I was going to bring up for mine was I saw Connor McDavid had one in big Game 7. You know, he showed up big for the Edmonton Oilers there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, against the Kings. Uh, that was a good series overall. Yeah. That was a really fun series to watch. Um, Doge, is there any particular series that uh, jumped out to you? I mean, the first round was incredibly tight, kind of all across the board. I mean, the most I wound up watching was with you guys with anything that the Lightning were doing. So yeah, the Leafs, Leafs Lightning were, were pretty tight as well. Um, you know, anything where the defending champs are involved, always, always big time. And the Leafs were still kind of a tormented <laughs> franchise in the playoffs, so it's it's tough for them. But uh, it was yeah. still a great series. Definitely a very good series. I would attest to that as well. I uh, can say that as well. <laughs> big lightning guy. <laughs> Just not going to talk a whole lot about them in general. So, yeah, just going to let it ride, not talking about it. So, uh, you know, I, I really thought that the Capitals pushed the Panthers further than most people thought they would in winning the first game and even winning two yeah. games in the series. But really taking that first game, um, you know, on the road against the number one team in the NHL uh, was pretty impressive. And, you know, Vetchkin had a pretty good series. Um, even at the age that he is, he's still out here showing up, you know, 15, 20 years later um, in his career. But we're on to round two. We're in round two. Yeah. Got out of, like, some of the jittery first round. Yeah. Um, things that might happen with your emotions for some of these younger guys or maybe just somebody who hasn't been there in a while as a, as a veteran. So um, what I wanted to do was a little segment. Oh, okay. A little betting bucks with your boys. Ooh. Triple B. Or in our case, betting pucks with your boys. Betting pucks. Oh, BPB. Little BPB. Yeah. With little cousin Joe. With cousin Joe. So, all right, what we're going to do here is kind of just you know, I'm not going to talk about the lightning uh, and Panthers series, sure. so that that's like an exclusion. Yep. But that means that there are still plenty of other series to be talked oh, yeah. about. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So, first off, we have uh, the game that's coming up tonight: Calgary and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Uh, of which uh, this is game three. First time in 31 years they have played the Battle of Alberta. Yep. So hopefully this one goes to seven. I can just see this one going to seven. But this is for game three, Joe. And and this is for everyone. Okay. We can do this as a team. Okay. Where we all talk about it and agree on a bet, or maybe we split into two or three. Or Okay. We just do it individually. We can just keep track. We're gonna place our bets. And then, based off the spread and what your bets are, we're going to see who brings the house down with the most money at the end of these uh, these bets. Okay. 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 All right. So, it's one of these things you're going to have to stay tuned for, but it's up to the floor as far as how you guys want to do it. Is there... Like, we... I'm going to need a few more rules. I'm going to need a few more rules before I ask a question. Okay. I feel like there's got to be more to this. Like... Is there a betting limit? 
Can we only bet on one series? So, so you're betting. Can we only get one bet. So you're betting this essentially the same dollar amount, right? You're you're not betting the same, or you're not betting different dollar amounts because like you could bet ten thousand dollars on. This, well, I didn't know if we all had like ten bucks to spend, and like I would put ten bucks on the per the one team instead of betting on the all you, five. Things. We could do that. I just feel like that would take a little bit more time, right? So one bet. I just feel like it would be, which one do you which one do you take? Are you taking the over or the under? Are you taking these guys or these guys for the money line? Right. So are you picking the bets we get to make then, and we're telling you which side we're going to be on? Or am I, I going to have to come up with something myself? I have the, the bets here. Okay, so you've decided the pre-made bets. These are the bets. And we're picking a side of them. Correct. Okay. And there's no, there's no, you're just yes or no? Essentially. Okay, let's ride. All right. As a unit? I think we got to go individual. I think individual as well. Okay. All right, so... Game three, Calgary, Alberta, or, oh, well, I guess Alberta. Alberta. Alberta, <laughs> and Alberta. Edmonton, uh, over-under is seven. The over Bulls. is plus 100. The under is minus 120. Goals? Correct. Tonight? Correct. For game three. Okay. They just came off. I'm going. Like, I'm going over for sure. Okay. They just had like a 20 goal game or something crazy like that. Where it was like 15 nine, game one. Yeah. 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 Game one was was a, just an absolute shootout. You have to take the over on this one. So we're all taking overs here. That was you over. Yeah. It was nine to six in the first, five to three in the second. Both those would have hit over. Yep. I think this is one that you have to go like big money too. You know? What? I don't understand what you're saying. Like, this is well, one that I... How much do I have to play with? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, just, like, you're if you saying are... You're confident that you're like, I would go big money. Like, if it, like for people who are betting on this, this would be something I'm like, hell yeah, I'm actually gonna... You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm confident in this. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about that one, yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. For the money line, we have minus 115 to Calgary, minus 105 to Edmonton. Not that much of a difference. I'm pretty sure this is a pretty standard money line here, but could be wrong. I'm taking Edmonton. It is in Edmonton. Yeah. I'm going McDavid, Edmonton. Home team. They split them in Calgary. Edmonton's coming home. They're battle tested. Joe, what do you think? Edmonton or Calgary? Yeah, I got, I got the Oilers too. You, you coming off a, a road win, coming back to your home turf, your home arena. Um, yeah, absolutely. You have to take, you have to take Edmonton here. Till, see, I think Calgary is going to come out and just whoop them here. Okay. I think it might be like a house divided. It might be like a six to three game. Okay. Okay. Wow. Definitely going the over, but I think Calgary's going to win this one. So, with the spread. Okay, okay. One and a half. A minus one and a half to Calgary. Edmonton is plus one and a half. Edmonton is then a minus 250, whereas Calgary is a plus 200. 
better on. better payout on Calgary. So if you're thinking Edmonton, you got you guys got to roll with Edmonton. I got to hammer the plus goals if I think they're winning right out anyway. Yeah. So you're parlaying this if you can. Usually you can't do that. Usually I know you can't. I know, but I'm saying like if in you a perfect a world, if you know a guy, yeah, if you're doing weird you know stuff. Maybe a cousin Joe, if you will. <clears throat> okay, so you guys are all hammering that. All right, for the series then. Yeah, that's an easy hammer. Plus, yeah, one forty-five to Edmonton, and minus one sixty-five to Calgary. Mm. I'm hot on the Oilers, so I'm taking plus money again on the series. Wow. Or even in the series right now? It's 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one going to Edmonton oh, game three. They were just in Calgary and they split them there. I'm, I guess i got to roll with that if I think Edmonton's going to win. That's a big momentum shift. We'll get the money. I'll get the money right while it's hot now. Because after this game, it won't be a series odds won't be great. Oh. That won't be great. JT, not good. Okay, so you said Edmonton as well, correct then? Yeah. The final? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, as a guy who doesn't watch a lot of hockey, I'm going the name I know. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. And Leon. Oh, uh, Drysdale. Yeah, they love to say his name. My gosh, Joe. Who do you I'm have? I'm going this? opposite. I'm gonna go Flames for the series. Oh, wow. okay, I like it. Seven. I think seven, and just personal experience, man. Uh, a home game seven is. Is just a different environment. I think that, you know, it's a huge advantage when it comes down to these, um, to these teams, and and being that it's going to be home for the Flames in a Game Seven. I think that you just it's a absolute win for them. Absolutely, yeah. If you, the home advantage, you know, feels like home ice doesn't matter sometimes. But Game Sevens for any sport, I feel like just being at home is a big difference. I think. I agree with you on the one term that unless they get blown out and they have no momentum going into Game Seven, then that's going to be the case. But yeah, even I mean, even I guess then, if you're coming off a deflating loss, sure. Even then, I totally agree with you. I think this could be a rematch of the 2003-2004 Finals. So I'm going to stick with Calgary here. Okay. Got to ride with it. Okay. So I agree with you, Joe. I'm taking my money there. Okay. Moving on to the next series. Yeah. We have the Blues and we have the Avalanche. Okay. Isn't that... Goaltender. Yeah. Jordan Bennington. So it's just about to Stanley say. Cup winner. Jordan Bennington. For the Blues. Heard right now, right? Is he coming back? I don't know. I didn't... I don't know if he's going to be back for Game 4 or not. <clears throat> I know he got... Uh, he was... Relieved of his duties from injury yeah. in Game 3. Mm-hmm. Lost that game. They're down 2-1 in the series. So, Game 4. Over, under, we have a 6.5 goal. Little, little over, under here. Minus 115 for the over, minus 105 for the under. I'm taking the under here. That's a lot of goals in hockey. The only reason I took the over and the other one is because they seemed like they had a lot of goals going. Yeah, like that series just has 
Okay. Doge, what do you have here? <clears throat> What was it, six or six and a half? Six There's and a half. There's some hockey games that are one or one nothing, two nothing, you know? Yeah. Some, but I feel like if the Avalanche, which looked like the best team for the beginning of the playoffs at least, they just came off a game where they had five goals and they're going against a potential backup keeper, I may have to take the over there as well. Yeah. Joe. I feel like if you give that guy the whole game, he might have a little more mojo, you know? Maybe. Get some mojo over here. You say you're taking the over? Taking the over. Uh, Avalanche had five goals in the last last, uh, game against the Blues. Yep. And I think that, you know, that's just easy money. You got a bag of people, somebody, you know, who who may not be, had that same experience or the same, you know, uh, time in the net throughout the season. You know, you a, a team that, that can definitely fling the puck around. So I, I think you got to go with the over on this one. Um, even though it is, can it I get is a stats at team? St. Louis. How many goals did that backup guy give up? Keep going, Joe. Sorry. No, you're good. I think I just think that's – I think that, that was another easy one, the over on that one. And normally, you know, normally you almost take the under with hockey because it's just, you know, you don't see many of these high scoring. But, uh, but whatever we – Last couple games, you know, a lot of people have just been people have been slinging the pucks around. <clears throat> For the Blues, I am McKinney worried. A beast, that's for sure. I'm worried about this Avalanche attack against that backup goaltender. Really, against any goaltender, especially for somebody who has to come in in the middle of a game and. It's That's tough, tough. tough to miss, make your mojo. The mid-game keeper switch. I'm taking the over. I'm doing the minus 115 over. I think it... Uh, More money for me, you know? Thinking we're we're looking like a 5-2, five, 5-3 five, five, game, maybe. Another 5-goal, five 5-netter. Five um, Alright, so... I do have an update on the keeper. Update situation. on the keeper status. Bennington... Only had three saves before leaving the game six and a half minutes into the first period. Six minutes and 45 seconds. So, so he didn't put, the other guy came in. And the really other guy played the other majority guy, of the game. other guy played okay. more than half of the first period and then the rest of okay, the game, too. Okay, he played too. a lot of the game. Okay. How many goals did Chip Binnington um, give up? I'm looking at that right now. Four? Oh, my. In six minutes? Um, that's crazy. No, it, it looks like, no, it looks like the backup keeper gave up every goal. Okay. I mean, Bennington is the dude who won that. Correct. Stanley Cup, so I, mean, I understand there's a drop. Yeah, there. so they had an empty netter, and then he allowed four goals. Okay. So a total of five. Okay. Twenty-seven-year-old Finlandish. Finnish. 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 Finlandish. Good finish. Finish. Vili Uso. I have no idea how to say his name. So we're going to move on to the money line. Sure. Plus 140 for the Blues, minus 160 for the Colorado Lanch. Ruga. I'm going Avalanche still, though, even though I'm purchasing out a lot of goals. Okay. They call him, uh, what, McJesus? Jesus, so 
can't bet against Jesus. You know. Joe, what about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go Colorado. You know, I just talked about how these yeah. guys just lay the puck, and they do look like one of the better teams in the in the playoffs right now. I think, I think you got to go Colorado, even though it's at it's at the Blues. I think you know these guys are just gonna are just hungry. They got a two up, they're up two uh, up two one right now. I think you just come in there and just win in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Just lay it down. Just lay it down for him. Lay it down. I agree. Ooh, that is not good. Doge. I'm also going for the avalanche in this one. All right, so we're going with the clean sweep of the avalanche here on the money line. Okay, so then the only thing that we have to worry about then is the spread. Are we getting the plus uh, one and a half for the blues or the minus one and a half for the avalanche? It's a minus 170 for the blues, plus 150 for the avalanche. I think the Avalanche win by more than one goal. So I'm taking the plus money on that. I think everybody's got to be. You guys all talk about how they're going to kill them. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, I agree thought. with that. But you're sure. going with the under, so you got to be Yeah, like I mean, you could still win like 3 nothing, 4 you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm, st- I'm taking it still. And if, if I don't hit the under, then I got this, you know? That's smart betting right there, folks. <laughs> all right, Joe. Both sides. Joe, you're taking the spread to the Avalanche and then, then when too. It's a two to one game. I'll be like, Absolutely. nice. Yeah, when they have an uh, empty netter at the end of the game, it's two to one, then three to one. Yeah. Hit the under, lose this huge. one. That'll be huge. Then you get it. So, all right, moving on quickly to the series. We have plus five hundred to the Blues, minus eight hundred to the Avalanche, with a this is two one lead. Clean, clean sweep here, I'd say. You gotta go Avalanche if Bennington is yeah. hurt. Yeah, I think the Blues have been Absolutely. busted. Like, if he's not coming back, it's over. Just, even if this guy does have a good game, this one game, like, the Avalanche are still gonna beat him. Yeah, I think they're getting to the, the conference finals. Okay. We're all taking the Avalanche there. Yeah. Alright. Moving all right. on to the last series. Okay. That we're going to talk about. Sure, yep. The Rangers and the Hurricanes. Oh. Your beloved Hurricanes there, Joe. Huge game. Oh, yeah. Huge game three uh, for the Rangers and MSG. Um, being able to take a game there finally in the series, making it 2-1. Yep. Um, rather than trying to come back at a 3-0 deficit, 2-1 is much more manageable, uh, especially with game four at home. So keeping the series tight after three. Yeah, Game three. four, we have something to look forward to. Our, our lowest over-under oh. at only five goals. It's a minus 140 for the over, and it's a plus 120 for the under. Joe, what do you have here? You thinking the Hurricanes uh, coming out strong after a loss? You know, I I don't think so here. I think, I think you're going to lose this. We're going to lose this one here. In New York, they got that momentum in the last game. I think um, this is going to get a 2-2 series after after Tuesday night. Okay. Well, for the over-under, a 5. How do you think that's uh, going to play I, into it? I think you, I think you take the, uh, the under on this one. Okay. I mean, the Canes, they, they just don't. 
the Kings just don't give up. A, you know, that three goal game was just not very characteristic of them. You know, uh, the giving up three goals. One of them was an empty net you know, too. Not a very, yeah, exactly. So I don't think that you know that that that's the five's gonna hit. So you gotta take the under on this one for me. I, they, they keep these games close. You know, these these they'll. One oh, two one type of games. That's that's what they play for. So Yeah, especially if uh Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers plays as well as he did tonight apparently. So Yeah. I know he played well uh the majority of the year and he kinda slumped at the end of the year, but if he's able to kinda pick back up who knows? You get a hot goaltender, you can go places in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Doge, uh, what do you have for the over-under at 5? Minus 140 for the over, plus 120 for the under. I'm sliding under here on this one. <clears throat> I'm going to agree with Joe. Are you, are you, is that because the the plus line, or is that because the way that you think the game's going to go? Is this a betting? Hmm? Is this because of the bet? Like The, the odds are because yeah. of what you think you're good. No, it's because it's because what I think. Okay. I mean, they're just coming out of a game where they only scored four. You know, I don't know. I think it's going to be more of a tough battle. These these aren't necessarily more of the high-scoring games compared to some of the other series we've talked about. And obviously the Certainly. line shows that, but I, I could see a four-goal game. I could see like a 3-1. Okay. Teach. So this game, I think, is going to be a little bit different in the series. Joe, I'm not sure if you were watching the end of the game. I believe you were driving. But there's a little bit of extracurricular activity at the end of the game here. A little bit of fighting between Max Domi, former Blue Jacket. Shouts Um, out. Shouts out to Columbus there. And um, a couple of the Rangers were getting into it. Full-blown fistfight tackling each other. So I'm predicting one of the classic blow-the-whistle-drop-the-gloves kind of games where we might have a fight right at the beginning. Maybe some low men on the ice, and some early goals. So I'm going to predict the over here just because of that. I think there's going to be a lot of physicality and maybe some penalties because people are really going to get after each other in this one because of how the last one ended. If it ended in a normal one, I would probably agree with you guys. But I think there's going to be some retaliation for some of that stuff. It looked like Max Domi came in. Swung his stick pretty hard and gave some one of the guys kind of a punch in the back. The Rangers didn't appreciate that. Got on his back. Started a little bit of a brawl. Um, so I think both teams are going to come out ready to fight and ready to, to battle. So maybe my gut's telling me the you know a right sign and I'm reading it wrong since you guys are all going under, but I'm going over here with this one. So, okay. Well, I can totally see it being that way too and just like that – yeah, I like the I like the thought process. It's definitely good, definitely good mindset. You know, I completely agree. I think it's definitely going to be a very physical game. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of power plays going on, but I think it's going to be, you know, I I, I think it's not going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be just a, a good old fashioned brawl. Yep. Yeah, I would say what I my points might make it more of a brawl than a score fest, but. You know, I'm still predicting things could open up. Power plays no. potentially because of big hits. Oh so yeah, we'll see. You never know. Okay. So for the money line, then uh, we have you going for the Rangers, Joe. Um, unless you want to change your bet based off of something we've said in the last few minutes, I'm going to keep you there. Yeah, no, I think I think you know, 
I still think it's going to be the Rangers, you know, at at home, come off the last win. I think super low scoring game, very physical, you know, a lot of fights, a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, you know, a lot of smack talking going on. But I think the Rangers pull out this one. They leave oh, New yeah. York 2 2. Okay. And then I think, uh, yeah, they, they go to game seven. I think this goes to game seven as well. Well, at least I hope it does because I would love to see another game seven. Sure. Yeah, be there in person for that one. That'd be nice. I'm going Rangers too, Dill. Yeah. I think they're fired up after that stuff at the end of the game. The coach was clearly fired up, cursing at the players. So I'm going. I'm going Rangers here. Uh, I am gonna homer that as well, Doge. I'm going against the grain. I like it. I'm taking the Canes on this one. This is gonna keep the betting interesting. Mm-hmm. These few differences is like okay. Well, these are the two places we bet differently. Right. And this made a difference. Uh, okay, so now we're going to the game four spread of plus one and a half to the Hurricanes or minus one and a half to the Rangers, who are favored here. Um, but because of that, the odds are minus 250 for the mm. Hurricanes and plus 200 for the Rangers. Well, I'm not going to bet against myself. I took Hurricanes money line, so giving them an extra goal. You have that advantage again, Doge, yes. I'm taking that as well. I'm taking that too. I got the over. I need goals. I'm taking the Canes. That's a lot of two goals. That's almost two goals. You know what I mean? Like, it's not two goals, but goal and a half is a lot in in hockey. So, Joe, the Rangers are going to win. Yeah, you got to take. I think you take uh, Carolina with the, with the spread. Okay. You know, wow. uh, I think this going to be a low-scoring game. I'm, lo- I'm looking like – I'm thinking this is going to be like a 2-1 game. That's why, I look, you know, you have okay. the plus, the plus one and a half. I think, you know, I think this is the Carolina with, with the spread. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rangers just to make it interesting. I want the plus odds, and I want the Rangers to win. So. Okay. Easy enough. Well, i with your heart there. I like it. Yep. So this is uh, – the last one that we're going to have here in the last little uh, little ice time with Dill here. Okay, heck yeah. Um, All right. Betting for the series on this one now, guys. Minus 320 to the Hurricanes, plus 250 to the Rangers. I'm going. Who's I'm going, going first? Carolina no one wants to speak up. Okay. I'll go Carolina for the series. <clears throat> I think, I mean, I think it's just, you know, they haven't been that great in the road recently, and I think that you know, coming back to a, you know, another home game, we'll get another win. I think this might go to a game seven, and I think, I think it would be Carolina, um, in seven. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna say the same. I think these are two good teams. I think they're formidable. I think, especially, I've been talking about these extracurricular fights here. I think that's gonna play a factor, and even in the series up, and then it's a best of three. Carolina goes home. They win one. New York tries to hold for you know serve there. We're back at game seven, like we talked about. Those are important at home. I'm going Carolina here. Yeah, I think you have an experienced group uh, with the Hurricanes, and I think Brenda Moore has the the group ready to go back. Uh, you know, against the Lightning in the playoffs. So, hey, I saw the Lightning game against the Hurricanes last year um, when it was just that wild. Game five that the Lightning ended up winning in Tampa, and it was something that was, I don't know, it was just, that was a sick game. But anyway, 
Uh, I'm going with the Hurricanes. So, Doge, unless you're going against the grain, are we all picking the Hurricanes here? I'm taking the Hurricanes. With them winning this game, if if I'm right, then they would be up 3-1. Yep. I don't see them losing three straight. So I'll take them in the series for sure. That's a smart betting man right there because you, you can't double bet on yourself. You know, you got to kind of ride on myself here. Right. Sometimes you can't. It's called a hedge. Well, I'm not hedging quite yet. No, no. It, you don't need to. You don't need to. In, in this, yeah. I'm saying you can. There's, in this it's a strategy called the hedge. In this situation, there are no hedges. So. Sure. You know, once these uh, once these all conclude, I'll get this tally together and uh. I'm looking forward to the results. See who got what kind of money. I'll just do like a ten dollar bet for all of them, so it's like standard. Yeah. And we'll just see who gets the most. Sure. I love it. I like it. Let's cool do with it. it. Who knows. <clears throat> All right, let's move on here. Joe, we got you for a few more minutes, if you don't mind. We're going to talk a little Bengals schedule here in the fourth quarter with Cousin Joe. Um, he's big, he's big Bengal fan. We were cheering on the boys last year. Tough final result, but better than we th- probably all thought going into the year, that's for sure. So um, this might be the first time that we've looked at the Bengals schedule with this, this must ooh. This, this much? much promise sure. or hope, I'd say, in our lifetimes. So this is the you know the most excited I'd say we'd have to be looking at the schedule. So let me read it off to you, Joe. Then we'll go over some of our favorite games, favorite matchups, maybe our biggest trap game. Um, you know, maybe games you're gonna hopefully attend that we can all get together and go to. I know we got stats team looking forward to a big one here, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, week one, without further ado. The Pittsburgh Steelers come into town for the first time in Bengals history. Pretty exciting to open up week one. Uh, they've never been the home opener for the Bengals, so that's exciting. We got that. Then we're going to Jerry World week two. Then we're going to play the Jets. Zach Wilson there, September 25th. Then we've got Tua Tungvaloa versus Joe Burrow, Thursday night football, 929. That's going to be a great one. Followed up. By Ravens at the Ravens, October 9th, Sunday night football. So back to back primetime bangles there. We gotta love that. Little birthday weekend. Oh, yeah. Gonna be exciting. Oh, yeah. Gonna be exciting. Then we're going down to the bayou there. Back to Jamar and Joe's hometown, if you will. New Orleans to play the Saints, 10 16. Bringing home the Falcons, 10 23. Then Monday night football on Halloween. It's going to get scary up there for the Cleveland Browns, let me tell you, because the Bengals are coming to town week eight. Stats team is throwing a huge party, 11-6, for the Carolina Panthers coming to town. He's a big Panther guy, Mitchie Dorner over there. Week 10, we're going to take a rest. We're going to have a little bye. Then we come out after the bye at the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night football, so another divisional opponent in a primetime game, which we love to see. Then we're going to play the Titans in Nashville there down in Tennessee. We've got the Chiefs at home after that. We've got the Browns at home after that. So nice big games there. To round out the year, we've got some huge games. Week 15, we've got the old goat versus the new goat. (laughs) Tom Brady and the Buccaneers versus Joe Burrow, 12-18. Then we're going to Foxborough to take on the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, right on Christmas Eve. Then we're hosting the Bills Monday Night Football, January 2nd, and we wrap up the season 
We're not sure the date yet with the Baltimore Ravens, so that could be a huge game there, depending on how their season goes, where we're standing, you know, in the division. Uh, I think they'll be a you know, fairly formidable opponent here. Um, <clears throat> so, without further ado, Joe, what's your favorite game this year? Are there any that you're planning to go to? Uh, I think favorite game for this year, I think I'm, I have to go with the Saints. I think that'll be really cool yeah. uh, to see, you know, really the L- all the LSU community come out and, and support the old, you know, the hometown boys, if you will. I think that, um, you know, down there, I think, I think college beats NFL. And I think that it's be really cool to see everybody come out for that. Yeah, there'll be um, a lot of Burrow LSU really jerseys out there. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I'll make a game this year, unfortunately. Ooh, uh, with, we hate or, you, But if I could pick one of any game to go to, yeah, give me besides that. Besides the New Orleans one, right? I want to go. I want to go to Buffalo. I want to go to the Buffalo game. No, no, they're coming. They're coming here. They're coming. They're coming to the Bengals. No, I want, that'd be the game I want to go to. That'd be the game I want to go to. I want to go oh, to the you game. to the game against Buffalo? Okay, at home. Yeah, pick, yeah, yeah. If I could pick one, I think that would be, you know. Uh, an absolute electric environment. Those those Bills Mafia knows how to travel, and I think that those guys would just absolutely be fun to be around. No doubt, and I mean they they get down, they party hard. Their team is going to be phenomenal this year if all things go as it seems like on paper. Hopefully the Bengals can you know repeat and be a great AFC team. So that's going to be one hell of a matchup. Definitely a game I'm hoping to go to. Um, do you think we there we've got a, a a big trap game or a game we need to worry about? You know, I think I, I think the, the game we need to worry about is is uh, the at Baltimore game. Yeah. You know, week the, five the Sunday Baltimore, night football. It's just uh exactly prime time. I'm a little worried. You know, I, historically the Bengals haven't done so great in the prime time. Having five prime time games is you know. Is scary for a long time Bengals fan. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow's not afraid of the lights, Joe. I it's okay. That, uh, I know, but old cousin Joe might be a little bit. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I think that the, the you know the, we had like that sleeper mentality last season. I think you know we didn't have a lot of prime time games. I think that it it helped us out a lot. I, they're definitely more comfortable this year, but you know it's still. For just historically, you know, and uh, Uncle Tim would even—I think Uncle Tim would definitely agree. Oh yeah, I think so too. We'll have to get him on a talk schedule as well. Um, <clears throat> Doge, what's your favorite matchup here um, in this early game, or what's the game that you're hoping to go to uh, the most for this Bengals schedule? My favorite matchup is going to be when we go down to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. Bring it on. The future versus the past. Oh, yeah. I, I really like that matchup. That's um, going to be fun. I'm glad Tom came out of retirement because that game would have been way less fun Yeah. if it was like Blaine Gabbard or Jimmy G or whoever, Baker Mayfield. Kyle maybe. Trask. I would have went for Kyle Trask. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. If he's starting the NFL. But, um, we would have kicked their but ass I think, if it was Kyle Trask. That would have been a fun game to be at. I think that matchup will be great. I think it would be really fun to be at the... At the Chiefs game in Cincy, uh-huh. December fourth. I was gonna say that game after the game they played 
here last the year. The Chiefs are hungry to kick our ass, man. The, game, the games last year against the Chiefs were so good. Mm-hmm. And then the one where Jamar had, what, almost 300 yards or something ridiculous or four touchdowns, whatever, that was so much whatever his fantasy point day production was. I remember it was off the The only chains. way that game's better is if Mike Brown hires more concession stands workers so we're not watching the touchdowns on the goddamn TVs. On the TVs. Waiting to get With the air. workers who were supposed to be working, but they're watching the game because they just... Anyway, because we're the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, keep awesome. I think as far as a trap game, Are we not the same one? not necessarily a trap, but I think maybe I don't know. I think it would be the one at Cleveland on Halloween. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think I think that's so. that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And and Joe even mentioned it. You know, when he's played Cleveland, it's been bad news. Uh huh. But I don't know. I feel like he's going to come fired up for that one, but at the same time, I feel like that will be a tough one. Going to Cleveland first in the season. Obviously, we'll play them later at home, but it's kind of middle of the season. We haven't had our bye week yet. You're getting to that point where you're a little bit worn down, and if if Nick Chubb's healthy, I'm scared because he just runs all over us. I can agree with that. Joe, one of his things that he always says is he loves to see a team twice. Obviously, he's seen the Browns twice, but he didn't see them twice last year with our, our upgraded team. And he even said on the, on the Full Send podcast, like I mentioned here in my uh, warm-up there, that the Browns kicked his ass every time. Mm-hmm. And I think he's hungry to play the Browns. I think Deshaun, pending no suspension, he's getting get seven weeks in. You know, if he does get suspended, who know who knows how long that'll be? Maybe he'll be, he'll be back for this game, or maybe he'll be back before this game. I don't know what Raj is gonna do with that. Nobody does really. So we're either gonna get potentially Baker for this game, who loves to kick Joe Burrow's butt, and Joe Burrow even said that. Or we're gonna get a hungry Deshaun. So I think there's potential for trap game here, I guess. But I also think this is gonna be the game that Joe Burrow is circled on his schedule the most. I haven't beaten the Browns. They're in our division. Huge divisional matchup game because the Browns are likely going to be the team competing with us for the division lead. I would say, you know, certainly not going to be the Steelers this year. Uh, could be the Ravens, but you say that now, and then we'll in October we'll be like, man, they're looking good so far. The Steelers are going to look good, but they're not going to be like. I think we're all going to take care of them pretty handily. Kenny Pickett is not going to come into this league and light it up. Like, not enough to win the division against these defenses. Like, Miles Garrett's just going to eat him. Tommy Maddox doesn't get hurt. Who knows if Ben Roethlisberger's that guy? Like, and he did it for 20 years. Like, for two decades, he tormented us. If Kenny Pickett is Ben Roethlisberger, then this sucks for all of us. And good for him. Holy crap. I just don't. Their team isn't that good. Like, that team that he had was so good. So. I'm, I'm excited for this Browns game the most, I think. The Bills game is really exciting as well. Mm-hmm. The trap game, I'm worried about. I don't know. I don't know if... like. <clears throat> Mine has to be the trap game. It has to be. I don't know. They like. I feel like we should. They are spread out nicely where there's not a big. Maybe the Falcons, I guess, before the Browns, because we're getting ready for the Browns. And the Falcons, I don't think, are going to be a very good team. So that's like a typical trap. Kind of how the, we took the Jets for granted a little bit last year. 
Talk about a team I think we're going to kick their ass this next year. Because Joe's going to be excited for that one. Dill, you got a trap game? You got a favorite game? What do you got for us? Here? All right, so I, I'm in agreement with Doge. I'm going to keep the Chiefs as my like game that I'm like, hey. I That's a top three I'm I was, excited for. <clears throat> I was at the game with you last year. Uh, watched the playoff game, obviously. Joe was there for that, right? Or no, you were there for Ravens. Okay. Uh, and then my my trap game, it has to be the Panthers. Right after you played the rivals with the Browns on Halloween. That's the one I keep looking at. Right That's before, the one I keep looking at. Right before a bye, you're at home, so you kind of take that, you, you know, so like I want to go ahead there. You're going to contradict your take about oh. Sam Darnold and just him being the worst quarterback ever. That's why it's, it's such a trap game. A trap game. Okay. I'm just, making sure, you, I'm just making sure you know you're calling a trap game against no. the guy that you... Matt Corral might be starting at that point. That is that is sure. the definition of a trap game, though. You're totally right. Especially if we like we put all our effort into that Browns game. It's the Monday night football. Just short, short up. week. You know what I mean? Right. And you're looking forward to the bye. Like you and said, then we got those. the Steelers after the bye. Prime time. We're starting to get tired. It's that time of the season, you're looking forward to that bye, week 10, It's boom. at the bottom of our first column, so it looks like it's a trap game on this list, even, yeah, you, you know? Go, you go straight to week, <laughs> because we're so used to eight weeks, you know? Right. How weird is that, too? Um, <clears throat> Do, uh, Dosh. We'll go, let's go with Dosh. Why not? Do you have a record prediction for us here early? Yes. This is eight, eight home games, nine, nine away games. Yes. <clears throat> you guys have the deficit schedule this year. 12 and 5. Joe, what about you? I'm 12 and 5, 11 and 6. Oh, that's what I'm saying, that. I think we absolutely win the division, but I think 12 and 5, uh, it sounds pretty good. I like it. Okay. Mitchie? Stats team? Any prediction? Bengals record? We got two 12 and 5s. One. Kind of eleven and six. I don't think you're going twelve and five, dude. Your last after the bye, this schedule sucks. It's a tough stretch at the end. At Steelers Sunday night. But at look at Titans, the beginning against the Chiefs, against the Browns. We could have one loss at, going into the bye. At Bucks, correct. And then you could have eight straight losses. Could. At the Bucks, at the Pats. We're not losing Finish up against the Bills. Something horrible happens. Finish at home against the Ravens, dude. That's like... You go I think the Titans are going to be weak this year, though. I'll say that. In eight games, you can go 4-4 four and four in that last half of the season. Yeah, and if we've only lost one before the bye, then that's 12-5. So the Panthers and the Browns are losing. <laughs> so that's 4-6 and six at least. I think... Back-to-back losses? Yeah, no the, way. the trap and then the Browns, for sure. You can't be a trap after a loss. That's not a trap, then. How is that not a trap, though? Because, like... I don't think we'd be like, oh, we just lost the Browns. Like now we're not going to play this team. I think it would be the reverse. I think you'd have to beat the Browns for it to be a trap game. I think a trap game is a game you're supposed to win. and You don't show up. Right, and I'm saying if we lost to the Browns in Monday Night Football, there's no way we don't show up against the Panthers in that game. Sure, and that's because that's the game we need to win. Then theoretically, I get what you're saying against Sam Darnold, but like at home, but like you didn't say the Panthers game was a trap. I thought it. So like, he could be even worse. <laughs> I think you guys are going 11-6, 10-7. Sure. I was going to say 10-7. And, and that could win the division. 
It's not like good. tie against the Browns. Especially because we got to beat each other. Goes up. down to, uh, you know, tiebreaker, which I don't know off the top of my head which what they are, mm-hmm. but I had eleven and six, twelve and five. Generally, if Hayden Hurst is unbelievable. Maybe we bump that up, but I don't think so. He's an upgrade. If we get Jesse Bates done, that'd be nice. Please. Um. <clears throat> so. At least we're all above 10 wins. That might be the first time we've had a Bengals podcast where we've all done that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Joe, real quick. Divisional opponent you're most worried about? Uh, you know, I think you guys are talking a lot about uh, the Browns and kind of forget about who the, who the you know, who, who everybody else is. I'm not worried about the Steelers at all. They're insignificant this year. I, I think, think that, that, yeah, they're going to be rebuilding here for them. Yeah, the Ravens, uh, I think, you know, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a baller. He mm-hmm. can play. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he, he's one of those guys that elevates everyone else, everyone else around him. I know, like, you know, they don't have, uh, you know, a lot of weapons, that like, per se, but I think that, you know, there's there's some some guys in that team that can, that can still play ball. And I think that, you know, I think there's somebody to watch out for, but I you know, uh, I like the Browns being being the, the people that we need to fight the, the top for. I think the Ravens, they were really injured last year, too. A lot of people forget that. They like to DM us all the time and remind us that as Bengals fans, um, which is hilarious, like act like nobody else had any injuries. But they were really injured last year. So I think that could play a factor. You know, maybe they come back real healthy, real strong. Um Lamar Jackson does need to get his contract done. I think that might be a factor. I'm not going to say he's going to hold out, but I don't know if he's going to play as hard if he's not going to have his deal locked up because he, if he gets injured, then he's going to lose a lot of money. So I'm interested to see if that deal gets done before the season. He's his own agent. He's doing the contracts himself. They traded away one of his hometown buddies and best receivers, Hollywood Brown. So that might play. There could be a little, um, you know, drama around the Ravens to start the season. So we'll see if that plays out. If it doesn't, I think they'll be a strong candidate to be, you know, one of our biggest opponents. The Browns, you know, all we've ever said forever is that, you know, they can get Baker really going or if they could get a real good quarterback, get Baker healthy, playing well, then they can really make some noise. And I think Deshaun's going to do that for them. So um, the Browns are going to be a very formidable opponent, I'd say. I think it'll be a classic we win at each other's places year that we usually do. Um, Doge, what about you? And then, Dill, I'll say you biggest opponent <clears throat> as a Browns fan. I think I'm the most worried right now about the Ravens more than I am the Browns, even though I was saying the Browns would be the tough game in Cleveland. I think the Ravens will be really tough, and then that, that Week 18 game with the TBD could put up possibly be flexed yeah so we don't even know what that game will look like yeah, that could like. be another primetime game right and uh yeah i mean they they played several games without lamar last year and he's obviously the catalyst of their entire offense yeah. so we'll have to see how that goes i don't know what to expect as far as the deshaun watson scenario is concerned Will he play the full season? Will he play half a season? Will he really mesh with this team? I don't know. 
I heard so, a conspiracy theory that he's going to get six games, and that's why they put that Bengals game at week eight, so that he'd have a week to prepare, and then he'd have a big time. Here we are. Let's rock and roll. Possibly. But I don't know. You know, whatever. That's what you hear. Doesn't mean it's true. So. So. He could play the whole season. I heard it might not happen until next year, the final thing. So he might just be fresh to show. <clears throat> we'll have to see. But I think right now I would say I'm more worried about the Ravens. Sure. Dill, you Ravens, Bengals. I'm sure you're not the Steelers right now, but you still are giving them, you know. I'm not throwing them out, out the door. Like, they could still make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to win the division. I mean, can't even uh, have small hands. He has very small hands. I don't know, man. I'm, <clears throat> I'm worried about him a lot. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just I'm worried about ourselves. That's that's what I'm say, worried yeah. about. There's a lot of drama around the Browns too, obviously. We just talked about that. Like there could be suspensions for their guy they just traded for and guaranteed all the money. We too. yep. And we just resi- uh resigned Jadavion Clowney. So yep. bringing him back, so hopefully him and uh Garrett Miles Garrett have another year under their belt together and kind of figure out another way to get creative on the defensive play calling and not only use their talents in the way that they can naturally, but also, you know, utilize them in a smart way. Yeah. Um, to use them efficiently too. So we'll see. For sure. Well, I'm just sticking with them all. Yeah. The Steelers aren't dead until they're literally not in Pittsburgh anymore. Yeah. I understand that for sure. I'm not counting them out. And I'm screw the Ravens them. for obvious reasons. They're good, man, yeah. <clears throat> and you guys just went to the Super Bowl. So like <laughs> what a division. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this year, man, for sure. Last year was a lot of fun. Um, if you could flex one game into prime time, Joe, which one would be? That'll be the last question here. If you could add an extra prime time game, the prime time games we have right now: Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bills. I would probably add the New Orleans game. Ooh, I like I that. Be, I think that'd just be really cool. Sunday night football for sure. Back I'd have back. to... Oh, there's two that are really sticking out. Three that stick out to me. I'm going to let you guys go first, though. So maybe you guys will pick them. If I could flex one? Yeah, yep. you could flex one. It would be the Chiefs game that I was already talking about wanting to go to. That was one of my three. Okay, Dill. I'm thinking like a Sunday night in Foxborough. Ooh, okay. But, I mean, what's is the 24th on Sunday night? I'll look. We'll get Stats team calling in here. Hold on. Keep going. TG. So the two I have, I would love to see because Saturday. because we all know Chuan plays better in the, under the lights. So, all right, the, the Patriots game... Would be prime time because it's on a Saturday. I forgot it's one of those weekend games, so it kind of is. So prime it kind time-y. of is. Yeah, it's it's a special but it, game. But it's like a NFL Network. Right, right, right. Prime timey. Right, right, right. All right. So with that eliminated, uh, I'm gonna double down and go Saints. Okay. Okay. So there's two for me that stand out the most. I think. I think there's no way. Joe Burrow has a bad game in Jerry World. I would love I to looking. see him in in a prime time just in Jerry that. World. Like that's just America's America's boy. You know what I mean? Just against America's team. I don't even know if that's what people call him. He's my boy. 
And then Tom, and then Brady versus Joe. I think that's got to be considered. I bet that might even get flexed to a prime time, or it'll be you know that America's game. So, really looking forward to that. That's going to be a great one if they flex it. If they don't, it'll still be a great game. All right, Joe. Well, hopefully we can get you to one of these games. Um, we really appreciate all your support, following the clubhouse, giving us some love, buying the merch and whatnot, dude. We appreciate that. Appreciate all your service and everything else too, of course, my guy. Um, so, uh, when are you getting up to the lake? Last question. We we need to hang out. Oh, dude, I'll be there in June. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Well, June we'll do a little live pod action from the lake. That's gonna be great. And then hopefully we can check in on these hockey stats then. Absolutely. All right, dude. We really appreciate you being on. Thank you very much. We'll get this uh, posted now for you, and we really, really appreciate all your time, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. I love it. Yeah, let's check in on some puck maybe next round. Absolutely. I'd okay. Love Hell yeah. All right. Drive safe, dude. We'll see you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you, Joe. Peace. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for fourth quarter. Let's move on to our buzzer beaters then, guys. And then we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up the show. Um, I'll go first here. Don't look now, Dush. Come on. Uh, you really shouldn't. It's not really worth your time, but you, know, you might as well take a peek. 12 of 28 Reds. 6 and 4 in their last 10. Win today. Joey Votto back in the lineup. Come on now, boys. On a heater. Yeah, kind of rolling, you know what I mean? I think 600 might get you in the playoffs. Yeah. So we only need to win 100 more games or so, you know, to be considered and ready for the playoffs. That looks good. No. Uh, We're still terrible. We still stink. Nobody's going to the games. I feel bad for the good players that we have. Um, It's even worse seeing Eugenio Suarez hit bombs for Seattle against the Red Sox and games that matter a little bit so um i don't know just nice as though you know six and four in the last ten you know a little bit of love there nice to see us get some w's i mean i don't want to be the worst team of all time but if we are i you know we, we still got to win a couple in there so dill what's your buzzer beater yeah i just wanted to mention uh you know my experience at the fc cincinnati game Ooh, last night so the weather there yeah, it was an interesting day um, of weather. Really an interesting weekend overall as far as just gray, stormy, some cool lightning and uh, thunder and stuff like that. Some tree branches falling down and then, boom, get down there. Game gets delayed by about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. So we, instead of a 6, 6 p.m., had a 7.30. It was like 7.26, but 7.30 start time essentially. Um, I'll be honest, like, not not too mad I waited, you know? Like, had an extra drink before the game. Hung out with some buds. Uh, and then we saw a really good game. So, even though uh, Cincinnati lost 3-2 after they scored, I think, in the 88th minute or 89th. Mm-hmm. It was real late in the game, <clears throat> right before extra time. Um, but overall, I mean, we looked pretty good on our attacks. Again, there were a couple attacks that we could have taken advantage of that we didn't quite, uh, you know see another goal out of it, even though it was a good attempt. Uh, we did have some really good-looking goals. We looked poised on the ball coming out of the back from our defense where we didn't feel like we just... I mean, for the most part, we had on occasions where 
we just kind of kicked the ball freely and just wherever it went, whatever. Like, okay, I get that happens sometimes, but for the most part, we looked better on the ball in our defensive third, which was impressive too. It, you know, yeah. collectively, we're looking a lot more fun to watch overall. It was a good game and uh, great tickets. So yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> those sure. were pretty sick. So shouts out, thank you guys. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, for sure. So didn't get the dub, but. I don't think that we're just that team you come to roll over anymore. No, it's we're a lot more polished. The Dutch system clearly does not work in the MLS where you keep passing it back and waiting to counter. You know, we are attacking people, attacking teams, going at them. It's a lot more fun. Uh, Brandon Vasquez is adding another goal to his tally, so he's two away from the Golden Boot right now. Uh, Pereira, I believe, has nine Vasquez has seven, so he's he's getting there. But I mean, either even being considered for that is great. And, um, you know, team looked great. Didn't look like we had any issues, even amongst us suspending Brenner. So, uh, one of our best and most paid players. So interesting to see if he bounces back. But the team looks great either way. Noonan, big big factor for us for sure. Yeah, we're fighting. So hopefully he we makes can, for we the most part real good subs too. Yeah, yeah. First loss we had with uh, Obi Nuoto on the team, so he's definitely a factor. He had a shot in that game where I, it, you can tell he plays defense. Correct. He's a defender. <laughs> he's a defender. Doge, what do you got for your buzzer here? Let's wrap up the show. Taking a switch up from my original plan. Yeah. Got to talk about the PGA Championship because we just watched it while we were recording. Yep. Um, went to a playoff. Yeah. And Justin Thomas winds up sealing the deal in a three-hole playoff against Will Zalatoris. Justin Thomas going into the day was seven shots behind the lead. Wow. And then he winds up coming back. Pereira in the in the lead winds up kind of choking down the... Not even kind of, dude. Down the Don't stretch. even give him kind of. Well, he shot five over on the day and wound up finishing four under, <clears throat> which uh, gave Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris sitting at five under the opportunity to play for it. And... Uh, Justin Thomas just straight down the the final stretch of three for the playoff winds up taking it, uh, shoots two under on those three holes combined. So he played really really well, and uh, congratulations to JT catching a major. Good looking trophy. Oh, J- and trophy. JT's the freaking man, dude. Like, yeah, just a homie, like a guy you'd want to hang out with, like would love to get a beer with. You know, he's a roll tider, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? I like, that's okay. Mm. But he's not like, he doesn't act like a... No, I'm just saying that's a tough one to get over. Yeah, but I mean, look at the guy. He's freaking pimped out. Him. He looks good. Big cheesy smile, just winning. He's a great guy. Great guy. Jealous of his golf game, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. If I could make some money, <laughs> that'd be way different. <laughs> I can shoot five under and win on a Sunday. I'll they can it. shoot five under. Yeah, well, five under, right? <laughs> Wherever. They can shoot five over. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah, you're talking to me. you're talking to me. I mean, each hole, you know. <laughs> get rid of some of those eights, Jesus. Tens. Uh, <clears throat> all right. We want to thank Joe one more time for coming on. We really appreciate his time. His experience going to some of those big playoff games, that was really cool to hear from him in the atmosphere. We'll hopefully have him back on. Um, obviously, he is in the uh, Marines right now, Marsoc, so major shout-out to him for cutting out some time for that. 
to, to hang out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, want to appreciate Stats Team for coming in, giving us some good stats there. We want to talk about Big Dill. We appreciate all his stuff. We'll play off Puck. We'll ice time. We want to talk to Doge. We want to say thank you, Doge, for all of his lovely information here on this great pod. And now we want to thank you for listening stay in tune with us the whole way. So, without further ado, this is The Clubhouse.